property. This is the SBFL Podcast. Welcome into the first ever playoff edition of the SBFL Podcast. We got a lot to do today. Shane, tell them what's up. Oh, yeah, we finally made it. Playoffs are starting this week. Um, We've got an update from Iowa. Uh, we've got Ferrer here to wrap up the rookie season, and then we will talk about the upcoming matchups in the playoffs. Uh, so welcome in, Ferrer. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Looking forward to doing a little recap. It's been a fun first year. Obviously didn't end the way I was expecting it to, but uh, yeah, we can dive into that later. We're going to start off with a pretty good voicemail coming from the state of Iowa. So let's uh, let's hit play on this. What's up, Sticker Boys? It's your boy, Iowa, coming in hot from a big win uh, in both leagues, securing the number one seed in my Iowa Farm Animal League and uh, probably going to be the number one, number two seed, maybe number one seed in the uh, Memphis Gypsy Painter League, um, my standard point league. So first off, I'll give you guys an update. Um, elephant in the room. I love my boy, Kelsey. He's given me uh, 239 and a half points so far this year. Uh, you know, number five fantasy player, not including quarterbacks. So, you know, that was uh, just a very, very good move on my part. But, uh, you know, the whole reason why I did it was just kind of like uh, Horace Slughorn getting uh, Eric God's venom and Harry Potter. It was just purely academic. So I wanted to see what happened if I took Kelsey number one. I had a plan for it. Uh, apparently, the person that took Kelsey in your guys' league did not um, have a plan for it. He just took him, but he got a good value. So whatever. Uh, rounding out the team is going to be Hoppy, the number 11 player. Um, you know, suck at Chris. He's coming in hot for the playoffs. I don't know what Devontae Adams is going to do, but, you know, he'll probably – break a nail and, and be on your bench. Uh, Jefferson, my man, Shane likes him too. Huge, huge pickup, just kind of proving my theory that wide receivers twos are out there, especially rookies, because you're not paying a, previous, a premium for them, uh, like some other guys who just have a pretty hot year and then you have to overdraft them. Um, I got a stable of backs that are going to start. The only question mark, I'm a little bit worried about Russ coming in. Even with, uh, you know, kind of a yummy matchup, yummy like Snow's mom, um, he still can't deliver, kind of like Snow in the bedroom, but whatever. Um, anyway, in my standard league, I got Brady and Gronk, tandem, going to light it up. Uh, I've got Diggy, Ridley, A.B. and Beasley at receiver. We'll see how that goes. And then I've got a ton of backs, well, four starters. i got to pick three of them, basically. Um, and uh, I got Chubb, Eck, Carson, and uh, Gaskin, who, again, man, what a stud. So, anyway, I'll keep you guys posted. I'll probably be in another championship game this year, but we'll see. 
a lot to digest there, Shane. Yeah. Uh, um, my question, and it's not for him, but it's more for you. Uh, it's kind of a mini trivia time. Um, who do you, th- or what's the biggest love story that we have going in the SBFL? Is it Casey and his white tight ends, uh, John Snow and Lamar Jackson, John Snow and Josh Allen, John Snow and Derrick Henry, or Iowa and Travis Kelsey? I mean, he just can't get can't get off of the Travis Kelsey thing. No, he loves that Kelsey thing. I thought it was interesting in the voicemail. He called me out and said that for DeAndre Hopkins, when Devontae Adams, whom I said he should take, is having a better season. So I don't, you know, shit talk 101, do a little research. Yeah. You got any comments about this clown? I'm surprised you guys have not mentioned anything about the snow and the mom comment. Like that was just hysterical. (laughs) I, I mean, she is a, she's a big fan of the podcast, so it'll be interesting to hear her thoughts later in the week. Yes, it will. Um, yeah, it definitely will. But dev- shots fired, snow's way. Um, Iowa, thanks for being a fan all year. Congrats on your successes. I'm sure those successes are because of our podcast and giving you tips each and every week. Um, if there is ever a year that Iowa gets invited to the SBFL, I don't think he'll have that type of success in his rookie year, which kind of transitions to our yearly recap. And we have our rookie, did not make the playoffs, as is tradition for a rookie. Um, Shane, you want to start by uh, throwing up a, a, a softball to Ferrer, or you want to hit him with some hard questions right away? No, we'll throw up a softie. So first thing, uh, what were your thoughts on the league compared to what you thought you were getting into in terms of the chat, the involvement, uh, the trading, all that stuff? Uh, so I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, and the chat was a lot of fun. Uh, and even going all the way back to the very beginning when we got together over Labor Day weekend, it was cool. The, the guys are a good amount, a good, good group of guys um, in a no homo way, of course. And uh, I, yeah, it was, it was fun to be a part of, you know, certainly looking forward to just continuing that chat throughout the off season and being a part of it again next year, hopefully and assuming so. Uh, but all in all, I did kind of die there in the chat towards the end, just because I don't even think I scored over 90 points <laughs> the last two weeks. Now, yeah. well, that, that kind of question. Oh, uh, oh go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, Shane. I was going to say, yep. My next question was going to be, where do you think the turning point of your season was? Uh, where did things start to go south? Cause it looked like you had a, a promising squad with some young running backs that were going to kind of blossom into starters for you. What, what do you think the turning point was? It honestly might be hard to pick one. Um, if, you know, I look back at it, honestly, I was kind of blessed uh, to be in the situation I was in because I was able to probably get the, um, what do you guys call it? Like free agent waiver request pickup of the year with James Robinson um, because Leonard Fournette, and anyone else I had from the auction just did not pan out at running back or Swift took so long. And unfortunately, uh, JK Dobbins took even longer. And then, you know, I traded him when he finally got going. Uh, so the, the turning point, I, I am kicking myself for that Julio trade. I traded. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, what was that again? It was Ju- uh, Julio for Juju and somebody? And James Robinson. Oh, okay. Um, and, 
I know that was after Julio's game and like, I wasn't one to overreact on like, Oh, I got to have Julio because he finally had a good game. It was, it was more so. And I think we all kind of agreed. Like we thought James Robinson would fall off more by that point. And, and I, I freaking listened to Chris. He <laughs> had that in the back of my head. You don't want Juju. Juju sucks. He's not even like a great receiver on the Steelers, blah, blah, blah. And I, everyone knows I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, but I think he did just face the Ravens or something and it was bad. And I was like, Oh shit, dude, Chris might be right. Like I, I was, I, I got to take the fandom out of this. Uh, so that definitely hurt. But obviously before that was the Dak Prescott injury. And so when I, you know, I had the Mahomes Dak uh, dual QB that obviously changed. I, I still have to kind of defend the Mahomes trade. Yeah, I actually kind of forgot the reason for the Mahomes trade. I forgot all about Dak and that you had Dak and Mahomes and stuff. I forgot that was the reason you traded Mahomes. So I, I do think that was a, a good point to bring up for the this start of the downward uh, trend. I wouldn't say you spiraled out of control. You did finish one game under 500. But that, that, that's a good point. Yeah, the, the Mahomes trade, I, I still will defend because, you know, Herbert did play well. Obviously, he... he shit the bed for me when it mattered most here at the end but i needed that other quarterback what you know and and then obviously bringing in baker and flipping him for breeze ended up sucking because 11 rib injuries later for breeze i mean it, i was just the quarterbacks came to die on the fire this year they did and my question to you was were you surprised about the amount of transactions and trading that happens in this league? I know we gave you a forewarning that, hey, listen, trades happen multiple times a week, and there's a lot of ad drops. I think a couple of owners had over 50 roster moves this year. Were you surprised at that? Was it kind of where you expected everything to be? Uh, so I guess getting into it, I was surprised, and I think the whole league was when you guys were mentioning like, when's that first trade happening, or when are these, when's the dominoes going to start to fall? Uh, but then, like you know, they started to fall. I was a little surprised and honestly disappointed in the the panic of trades to avoid sticker bitch, because that just elevates some of these other teams to a level to where like you guys are probably hoping I made the playoffs because. I would have been an easy win. Sure. Right? Like, so um, there's a little bit there as a new time guy, you know, I will say. I, I do think the um, the waiver wire, the, the fab is excellent, and that's very difficult and, and really fun to gauge with this league, so, you know, seeing who spends what and how much and when they save. That, that was really neat. Uh, and also, I guess, since we're just kind of laying it out there, uh, I do love the survivor big fan of, of that King of the Hill. I mean, it's kind of cool. It didn't really do it for me, uh, but I, I do like the idea and, you know, uh, more power to you, but it's, I mean, I think that's kind of more luck of the draw. Like you could get that so many times in a year, or you might be lucky to get it once. Yeah, I agree with you. It's it's mostly about the King of the Hill. This is the first year we'd ever did it. So we were all rookies to it. Um, that was not a thing we had done in the past. The Survivor thing has actually been uh, part of the league for all five years. And 
every year we are like, do we want to get rid of it? No, we love it. Um, it's just a fun thing. And, and it worked this year. I mean, you look at a team like Casey who won the survivor, didn't make the playoffs. Um, but he was able to never be last uh, or never be last of those remaining. So I guess I want to follow up on something you said, because I think what you said about the trades and inside the trades, the panic that some teams, they start to look at, you know, and you could pinpoint the Mexico city hammers. I mean, other teams do it too, but that trading simply to not be last and saying, I would rather give up this good player because he's on a buy or injured in order to just not lose. Is that the biggest thing that surprised you? It is. It is. And, you know, being a part of the auction, I certainly understand nobody wants to be sticker bitch, but I just, ah, it's, it's, it's frustrating and demoralizing when, you know, obviously you're not on the end of the, the trade, um, I don't know if we want to say that word, but uh, you know, the better end of the trade. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but again, you know, no league should ever veto trades and anything like that, but it is just disappointing to see a team not even in playoff contention. They're literally just trying not to be last place, give up any stud players for a, a potential what one week spot start win to jump themselves up in the standings. Yeah, that, that was it. But again, it's something to get used to because obviously sticker bitch is great and it's not going away. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it, it's definitely a, a new wrinkle. And maybe that, maybe that's the reason rookies struggle so much is because you don't realize how much of uh you, how much you can target teams that are panicking and notice they're panicking um ira's one that always panics remember the one year shane he he held on to todd Gurley just to trade him to frank for penny or peanuts because him and frank were in the sticker bitch race and when he traded Gurley to frank they were playing each other and Gurley's buy it was amazing he gave up Gurley for almost nothing just so he could avoid being sticker bitch and it worked it worked yeah. That's i mean true. the aura that comes with it you know it's not even so much i mean yeah putting up the sticker sucks and all that but you just got this stink on you in the chat forever it always gets brought up um yeah it's, it's interesting that the team doing the most panicking didn't care at all about being sticker bitch uh, but still made those trades so that that's an interesting point and we'll leave it at that uh what's your next question? no hold on i want to build on that for a second that oh. team that you said doesn't care at all is also popping champagne tonight yeah uh just a random coincidence i guess he, he said he just wants to try champagne um, also a coincidence that he's been pretty much the most active one in the chat uh, today, um, even though he said he was going into hiding no matter what happens. Uh, I'm not sure what changed between the last few weeks and now, um, if there's been, you know, kind of a monkey off his back or something, who knows what it could be, but it definitely was not finishing last place. Right. Definitely. <laughs> Do we want to ask Ferrer the, the very last question in this interview? Yeah. And the most important one, because we don't have great luck with this. Go ahead, Shane. Uh, are you coming back next year? Dude, I, I would be happy to. I don't want another beep uh, name to beep on my list every time we talk about you on this the podcast. Yeah, right. you're, you're in. It's your spot. Uh, as long as you, you want it and we want you to, you know, we want you to be back. We don't, we, we don't like rookies. Uh, we want to build this thing. I think we got a really solid 12 right now. Um, so hopefully we can, we can hold strong in it and, Definitely, you're a good member of the league, and I think 
you will be a force next year. Um, if you look at some of our past rookies, you know, Noonan has figured out a way to, to be good. Um, and I, I think you will do the same in, in future years, but Shane, we can now transition to just an overall recap. Was there anything that the way we kind of finished up the regular season that you wanted to talk about? No, uh, nothing in particular. I mean, the last week was pretty exciting, but in the end, one through six <laughs> didn't move at all. Um, so there wasn't really a whole lot to talk about. Um, you know, Devo pulling it out for the swine over the rats, um, knocked Casey out, but it ended up that that wouldn't have mattered anyway because Casey came up just a couple points short. Um, you know, Frank had a shot there. I think everyone, you know, once Gibson was out in that uh, Washington game, I think that pretty much sealed uh, Frank's fate. So, um, you know, there was still an outside chance, but it would have been Amari Cooper's best game of the year, and he would have had to do it with Andy Dalton against one of the better defenses in the league. Um, so, sorry, Frank, um, but you would get to join Noonan in a very exclusive club, um, which may have another member next year, but there's nobody else um, really going to be close to that. Um, and then other than that, uh, King of the Hill, I'm happy to take the crown into the offseason and, you know, reign over the league for the next – I don't know, 40 or so weeks uh, until week one next year. Freer, what jumped out for you? All right. Sorry. I uh, I think that was my email notification that went off. And so I was trying to close my email <laughs> and I hit some buttons on Zoom. So I'm kind of all over the place at the moment. Uh, I honestly, It's all good. I can go then if, if you're not ready. You, you want a minute? I was just going to say uh, I'm glad to see that the swine won because obviously once I realized my week was not going well and I versed Darren Waller, you know, it's like it's, it's going to happen. Um, I, you know, I, I tuned out. So I'm glad that at least the rats didn't win. And so it, it, my matchup didn't even matter. Yeah, that – I could see the way you're thinking there too. Is like you didn't you didn't really fuck it up because you didn't have the opportunity to fuck it up. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So the only thing I wanted to touch on is Casey and his steamer squad. He keeps saying all all this shit about how great his team was, and and listen, his team was coming on at the end, and I didn't want him in the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination. But this is a guy who finished fifth overall in points scored. I mean, it's not like he was at the top of the the points scored list. Um, and his points against was very similar to South Bend, Texas, Calgary. So it wasn't, you know, even that far where he was facing the toughest competition. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. That's all I had to say about the end of the year. Yeah. Well, dude, how about that thing in chat? Uh, the swine would have been like 11 and one or something with the Cobra schedule. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 12 and I mean, one now if you look he would have played mexico city this week he would have been 12 and one with shane's schedule 12 and one well win this week and uh i'll play you noonan um, i would welcome the swine to virginia beach you know the top two seeds are the top two scores in the league so you know i don't know what else you're looking for there you want a little trivia time oh yeah let's hit it trivia time Who has the longest playoff drought currently in SBFL? Ira. 
Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Easiest one. This is his third year. This is his third year missing the playoffs. Um, kind of a follow-up trivia time. What is the second current longest playoff drought? Uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, so I'll let Ferrer go. I could be wrong. Uh, so if the longest is three, then the second longest, I assume, is two. I think it's like a five-way tie with one. It is a five-way tie with one. The five teams of the five teams that did not make the playoffs, that would be um, the Steamers. They were in the playoffs last year. Uh, the Fire are rookies. Raccoons, Hammers, and Seamen were all in the playoffs last year. So there's five teams with one-year playoff drought, six teams with a zero. Obviously, they're in the playoffs. And then the Texas Rattlesnakes, a big three. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just a tough break, Ira. I, a a shout-out to Ira for finishing uh, – he finished eighth, right? So he's outside of uh, the bottom four. So congrats. This is, yeah, this is the first year he doesn't have to buy any alcohol. That's a step up. Next year, maybe he'll, you know, hover around 500 and get in the playoffs. Uh, on that note, do I have to buy alcohol for finishing ninth? So, yeah, ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th split the single barrel. So it's like 15 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. Um, and then you all you got to do is when KJ buys it, because KJ is 11th, so his responsibility is to actually go physically buy it. He'll just say, all right, it was 60 bucks. Everyone Venmo me 15 or whatever. Um, it used to be, little backstory here. It used to be 11th place just bought the single barrel. And Shane, you could speak to this. Yeah, it's like 60 bucks. You almost, at that point, you almost rather just be 12th. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's more than the entry fee. So, and it tastes like shit. Yeah, yeah. so we, we did change that a couple of years back to be, um, that the bottom four split it four ways. Um, we could even look this off season of saying, if you don't make the playoffs, you split it and make it even a little bit cheaper for everybody. Um, but as, of, as it stands right now in the rule book, nine to 12, I'll split it four ways. Yeah. Back then I could see uh, trading players to avoid that 11th spot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a little out of whack, but um, I guess there's only two matchups this week. Do you want to start with the four five or the three six? Uh, let's start with the Rats Cuddlers, 4-5. Rats Cuddlers, let me click on it. Obviously, the Cuddlers have backed their way in the playoffs after a 6-0 start, 2-5 and in their last seven. Uh, the Rats come in with a little bit of momentum. Uh, despite a loss to the Swine in Week 13, it does feel like the Rats are rolling downhill, and they're, they're getting this thing going. Ferrer, what sticks out? I love seeing former fire players in the playoffs. I, th I think that's also going to be a, a trend as a lot of these trades I made didn't seem to, <laughs> to pan out for the fire. Uh, but what sticks out is, I mean, the pizza rats just sticking and uh, riding Goldman. I mean, how, how lucky and how great has that been for them? Yeah, I mean, he's been good. He's been good. The, the Rats, hey, the Rats are a good franchise. They're they're definitely a quality, one of the, the premier franchises in this league. Who would have thought, uh, even a, a couple of weeks ago, if not even a month, that you, you would see a fantasy team in the playoffs with two New York Giants? And Slayton's been terrible. Yeah. Awful. Um, Shane, uh, you got anything that sticks out here? I do think that this will be closer than the experts think. 
Uh, Yahoo has this as a 26-point win for the Rats. I think Anthony will give him a little bit of a run because um, I, I do like Tannehill's matchup. Um, Lindsey, I think, I don't know. I still think Lindsey's really good, even though they give yeah, Delvin He's got Connor carries. on the bench, too. Right. I, I think he'd probably bench Lazard for Connor or Singletary for Connor because um, he probably should also start C.D. Lamb. At least I would. I think um, I don't know. I haven't followed all those guys too much, but I'd probably slide CD in there. I might have to research that, but I do think I think it's going to be a decent week for the Cuddlers. Um, but that Rats team is really good, so I'll take the Rats, but in a close one. Ferrer, do you have a pick? I agree with Shane. Probably put CD Lamb in over Kiki Cutie since it looks like he's going against the Bears. Uh, but yep, I am going to go with the Rats as well, and I'll actually say they win by ten to fifteen points. So you also think it's closer than the experts? Oh, what did he have? Oh, I'm going uh, single like digits. Tw- it's a 26-point spread. Uh, uh, K- Kiki's eight, Lamb would be – oh, yeah. So even with the uh, lineup swap, it doesn't make it that much closer of a spread. Um, but, hey, Shane said single digits, so I guess – That's real I'm, close. That would be fun. Would that be. would be fun. Um this game, as it stands right now, will end on Sunday. There's no Monday night football in here. I don't think there's any Thursday night contest either. So this thing will start and will end. Um, I guess if Matt wanted to put Higgins in, uh, we would have Monday night. I don't know why he would do that, but uh, Slayton has been bad, so you never know. Uh, I'm taking the Rats, and, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think this is a Rats beatdown. Um, I'll take the Rats by 30-plus. It'll be interesting. Big Ben on one side juju on the other also the buffalo defense with the rats so a, a big ben interception is a double whammy here four point swing for yeah, sure that's true it's a good lots, point lots on that, those big big shoulders of big ben if he, i mean the the thing with the cuddlers is that chase claypool catches two touchdowns and you're in trouble that, and that's doable yeah, and I mentioned about Monday night not being a factor, but look at all the Sunday night. Buffalo defense, Smith Schuster on the Rats, and then you got the uh, Roethlisberger, Singletary, Claypool, and if he puts James Conner in, he's talking. You're talking about four guys on on the Cowboys play Sunday night. Yeah, late night Sunday. Luckily, they both work nights. That's right. And to the only other matchup this week, uh, the third seeded Gotham City Bains, who. Um, Definitely limped into the playoffs, had a chance to recount, uh, re, whatever you want to say, that first round by, regain that first round by, uh, but loses to the campers last week against the South Bend Swine, who eat into the playoffs. Uh, Ferrer, we'll start with you. Uh, it is hard to look at and see Trubisky starting a playoff game with fantasy. Well, just look at the other side. Sam Darnold, yeah, that's <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is something else right there. Uh, just browsing through the bench, you guys see anyone? If Kenny G is he finally gonna? I don't. I'm not sure about Kenny G, but I'm kind of worried about Josh Jacobs not playing. Um, so I think we could see um, either Boston Scott or Gio Bernard slide up in there for the Baines. Would you consider Gus Edwards? No. I mean, he, he's okay. I just think that he's he's going to get you like seven points or something like that. I don't think he's got a blow-up capability. And I think that – I think that 
the swine are going to have a nice day. Um, Derrick Henry has an absolutely scrumptious matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. It'll be a 30-burger. Um, yeah, 30 burgers on the table. Uh, on the flip side, Dalvin's got a tough one against the Bucks D. So they've got a good front, good defense in general. Um, I think this is. I think we're gonna have two really close games. Um, I will pick the swine. Um, both of these two have been talking shit a little bit in the chat um, to the Cobras, so I'd be happy to play them both. But I cannot play the Banes, so I, I kind of want the swine to win, so I get a crack at them. That is true. Reminder, we do reseed. So in this matchup, we'll determine the next round. If the Swine win, that means the Swine will go to Virginia Beach and Calgary will get the winner of Brokeback in New York City. If the Baines win, the Baines go to Calgary and uh, the winner of the Brokeback New York City game will go to Virginia Beach. I'm glad you pointed that out because I actually did not know. I was going to ask who you guys prefer to play, but the seating part so never mind yeah. i mean I'd uh, we both we both cuddlers. prefer the cuddlers <laughs> <laughs> who do the steelers have next week doesn't matter i don't care there's five there's five good teams in the playoffs so you're gonna play a good team unless you get to play the cuddlers that's the way i see it and that's why i don't think the, the matchup with the rats is going to be close i just don't think the cuddlers are very good i, I will say here for the swine uh you know we've all mentioned cook and that uh, tough matchup against the Bucks. Henry, this would be a revenge. They faced off in week two, and Henry had under 10 fantasy points. Uh, so that whatever burger you were talking about, I mean, while it looks nice on paper, who knows what it's going to be this it's a good time. Point. Uh, I'm actually, and because of that, I'm going to roll with the Baines. I do think this one is going to be very close, unlike the other matchup. I have a question for you guys, though. Would you roll out Sam Darnold? I know it's a super flex and you always want to play that second quarterback, but I'm looking at his bench and there's some guys on his bench, especially if Galladay plays. I don't, I don't think I'd roll out a second quarterback. I'd go in this one quarterback. Um, I don't know, but I'd look at that. But just to get back to what Ferrer was talking about, the Steelers play the Bengals week 15. Um, so that does oh. look a little more interesting in week 15. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the Bengals have someone to match up with uh, all those, you know, four wide receivers around. So that is an interesting point you bring up. And way to bring this to the table. We don't do that often on this podcast with the Derek Hatch stat. I still think it's, uh, you know, juicy, but good stat. As for the swine, I don't, I mean, I think you got to play the second quarterback. Um, like DJ Chark is still in the lineup and he hasn't been very good lately. So even if Galladay comes back, I think I swap out Galladay for Chark. Um, I, I don't know. I just think you got to play Darnold. You know, even if he has a shit game, you're thinking 12, 13 points, right? Yeah. And just, and just for that, uh, I just pulled up Sam Darnold's game log. His last two games, he did get 20 against Vegas last week. He only got, he got less than five against the Dolphins a week before. Now he's going to go on the road in Seattle. I, I don't know. I, it, I think it's a thought worth worth thinking though uh, to bench Darnold. Yeah, I think it'd have to be Galladay though. Like I don't think you're doing it for Christian Kirk or Nelson Aguilar. Hundred percent agree. And, but I am all for two uh, team two quarterbacks. So like I was actually trying to pull up to see if there was any bum QBs still on our waiver wire. 
but unfortunately I need to verify my account now. So I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Brandon Allen. I think he's the only bum quarterback on there. All right. And the Bengals have who's the Cowboys. Cincinnati. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) don't tempt me on a good time there. (laughs) It is true though. That is a good, that is a good thought. Um, And waivers do run tonight. So we're not spoiling anything. Uh, and I'm certainly not picking up Brandon Allen because um, I don't want him. But, yeah, do you start Brandon Allen over Sam Darnold? Why does he still have Jake Luton on his roster? Exactly. That's a very easy drop and add right there. And if you're the Baines, I mean, do you even think about it? Like, All right. Ooh, do I make sure he can't go the Brandon Allen route? Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, because the, the, he'd have to drop someone. That's pretty decent. Although I guess with Mark Andrews back, he could drop Jordan Reed. Um, but he's not going to drop Antonio Brown, Geo, Gus, Scott. He's not going to drop. Well, sorry about that, everybody. Uh, due to lack of sponsorship funds, um, since we don't have power rankings anymore, or one sponsor is irrelevant. Uh, our Zoom got cut off mid-sentence there. And so uh, we're just going to move on. I know Ferrer picked the Baines. Shane picked the Swine. Uh, I'll give you my pick. And – Man, I don't even know who I want to pick. I think, I, you know what? I'm going to pick the Baines. Give me the Baines because that means Baines campers again next week. Uh, so that's who I'm taking. Do we have anything else? Or did we really just did we really just fall like two we minutes? Fired up, yeah. And we fired up a new Zoom for your pick. Oh, shit. We could have just cut that off. Do you, and in, yeah. fact, well, in fact, hit the music. <laughs> Do you just want to cut it off since Coop's yelling at me now? Uh-oh. Nah, shout out Coop. Shout out Coop. Shout out Veronica. Shout out the farmers in Iowa. Uh, All right. I'm playing a song. Thanks for air. Thanks for being on. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It'll be interesting to see if the Baines end up trying to play a little bit of defense, maybe drop Foles to pick up Brandon Allen. We will see what happens. And we'll catch you all in the playoffs.
your own world It helps to make friends It's good to meet girls A sweet little queen Who can't run away It's good to be king Whatever it pays Excuse me if I have some place in my mind where I go to. 